Give me something. Well, here we are. Another Give Me Something podcast. We've got Joel Kane, Georgie Parker, Ed Wyatt. Now, these guys are legends in their own right, but there's one thing that I've said from day one that this podcast lacks, mm. and that is a featherweight UFC champion. So with no further ado, we're not here to put stickers on appers. Alex Volkanovsky, the man, the great UFC featherweight champion. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. What an intro. How good was that? <laughs> I appreciate it, my, my man. That was good. No, no. So in a little over three years, you've had this absolutely meteoric rise in the UFC. Like you look back in 2012, you were fighting in Nowra. Now, a lot of punters know that for the racetrack, but we don't really tune into the MMA too much over there. But now you're all the way to the featherweight champion. Just try and I know it's a broad question, but try to give us a bit of a summary of that journey. Man, it's a, it is quite, it's funny you bring that up and it still just seems like just yesterday, like it doesn't seem that long ago, but at the same time it still seems so long ago, but it's, uh, it's crazy, it, it definitely, it's been, it's been quite the journey, but I'm the type of person that I just play whatever's in front of me, so each fight, each training session, I'm just, I'm just taking it all in day by day, so it's crazy, so I've, I've just got certain goals, smash them, fights, shoot through them ranks, get that belt, you know what I mean, so it was a the process it's just hard like i'm just smashing goals day by day so it's it's it's, it's weird and then you take me back to days back in the now and you're like wow you know what i mean it's, it's, it's cool you know it's a blowout but it's mate we yeah, we done it i said it from before i was in the ufc that i wasn't just gonna be a number in the ufc i'm going straight to the top yeah well you made it there and just i want to jump back onto that now for a second like you talk about fighting at t-mobile arena in vegas is there any, like, what the difference in sort of prep for that, like, just in your head and what's going on around? What are the differences like there? Uh, man, I honestly think I'm just bred different to, to some people. I try, I guess I wouldn't say I'm bred, I just try and and stay so composed. That's one thing that I, I always, uh, I all, I've always said, no matter what situation I'm in, I try and stay composed, you know, I don't want to let, you know, obviously there's a lot of energy, you want to use the energy, but at the same time, you, you don't want to get, uh, sidetracked and you don't want to get a big adrenaline rush adrenaline dump too early and so I'm always trying to keep myself uh, nice and composed so I try and zone everything out like I try and have this tunnel focus so as I'm walking to the cage like I'm just focused on what's in front of me I'm getting pretty good at it but the the beauty of of that is uh, just soaking it all up once it's done so I'm, I'm there's so much pressure in me trying to keep myself you know I'm, I'm constantly trying to keep myself composed but once the fight's done and dusted and I've done the job I could just let go and then I just soak up and there's just thousands of people. So it's weird. I literally can zone it out and then once I want to soak it up, I can just look around and be like, wow, how is this? You know what I mean? It's, it's un- unbelievable. Obviously, uh, you know, fighting, a, even back then, like, you know, fighting a, in front of a, a few hundred people was still a, a big deal, a big deal at, a, at this back then, but I was always just trying to stay, stay composed. And now it just feels the same, but it's just on a whole different level. But, you know, again, I'm just trying to keep myself... Just level-headed. Stay me. I've got to stay me in there. I've got a job to do. So that's just, that's just yeah. I think I'm just I'm different than most people, eh? I truly do believe that. Now, Alex, what blew my mind is that you, before becoming a, a superstar in the, the MMA kind of world, you used to play rugby and you weighed 97 kilos. You now weigh, at your fighting weight, 66 kilos, which right now my iso weight is lighter than i am which blows my mind <laughs> how was that transformation was that there's a lot of diligence clearly in having to, that's 30 kilos that blows my mind how hard was that just to do as an athlete because it's very easy to go the other way i tell you that yeah man it, it's 
it's crazy. It was a, it was sort of a, a slow process because as I was fighting, I was fighting at middleweight. So when I was playing rugby league, I was ninety seven kilograms. And again, uh, like it's it's funny. I look back at the photos and like I I remember I didn't used to look at myself like that. If you can get what I mean, I used to think, oh yeah, I was always solid. But you know, I was I was pretty pretty heavy set. And like I said, I had a massive head. I would barely fit on this screen. That's how big my head. So was. does Felix though? So yeah, <laughs> mine's internal. <laughs> yeah, but you know, just just dieting, man, dieting, and through the the whole process of training hard and slowly bringing that weight down, division by division, uh, you know, I just just getting it done. But you know, you look back and this is who I am now, and that's I can't I can't really remember back then. I look at photos and it's just it blows me out. But at the same time, you know, it is a you got to be pretty persistent, you know, and consistent with your your diets. But at the same time, after my fights. I uh, like to eat, so I, I, I'm not weighing 66 kilograms right now. Let me tell you that. So, uh, <laughs> What's your go-to meal after after a fight? Ah, uh, depends where I am, really. So if I'm in a, a, America, like my last few fights have you know been in America, so I'm usually all right. I, I need to go get like I don't know chicken wings or a big burger or you know something that you know America's <laughs> known for. But you know just just whatever. Usually straight after a fight, I, I can't eat. Uh, I want to eat, but uh, I just nibble on things here and there. But then the day after that, I'm I'm uh, I'm going in and out burger or whatever it is just to, to smash food. So whatever looks good at the time, whatever's in front of me, I'll find something on the menu that I can uh, get into. That's for sure. Yeah, Fo- I could go a good in and out burger just about now. Yeah. <laughs> um, good Alex, we're living in some strange times, and one of the strangest things I've heard is this fight island that Dana White has proposed: flying, buying an island, and flying fighters in just an, an amazing idea what do you know about it and where do you stand on that man it's 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 crazy like you, you talk about it and you think it's just a you know a fairy tale or you know as if it's going to happen but i honestly think it's le- legit it just depends on where we're at in a you know we need to see if this this weekend goes ahead after that they're going to fight pretty regularly and depending on you know the restrictions if these restrictions stay for an extra uh, few months, I mate, I'm telling you, this island's going to happen. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I, I'm honestly all for it. Uh, I'll, I'll go there, do my camp there, and I'll fight. You know what I mean? I think it's pretty pretty incredible. Uh, you know, there's not many sports right now, and if you could do something like that, get on an island, you know, the, the world would be watching. So uh, that's something that mm. that I'll, I'll definitely, I'm all, all for it. You know, I'm all for it. Again, you need to abide by all the rules. Try and be as safe as possible, but being on an island, you can do that. You know what I mean. So yep. I think it's, and you know, again, is is it just uh, is it just being thrown around just for a bit of fun? I don't know. I, I think I think it's a, I think it's legit. I honestly think it's legit. And uh, I know we had a meeting, and you know, I, I guess you can't really talk too much about it, but that come up in that in that uh, UFC meeting uh, that we had with all the UFC fighters. And that that come up there, you know. Again, that's more for the international fighters because yep. in America they're doing this in America right now. They're allowed to fight. You know, they're going to abide by all the rules and, and they can get it done. But for us international fighters, we need to do this private island. And uh, if they're going to try and get a fight every week, you know, they're going to need some international fighters. So, man, I reckon it's going to happen. But you know, it just wow. depends on uh, the restrictions. The restrictions. If we, you know, in a few weeks, if we're allowed to train again and we're allowed to travel, obviously there's no point. But if we're still, and there's a good chance that we're going to be, you know, struggling with the restrictions still, you know what I mean? So, mate, it's, a, it's definitely a possibility. And I'll have my hand up saying, let's do it. 
Alex, I'm probably the worst person to interview you here because as a fighter, I was absolutely poor. I had a bit of a melee one day with one of the great Warriors player, players, and he was about twice my height. And ultimately, he was in the wrong, but the referee called me out and he said, mate, you're this close to being Sinbin, right? I said, mate, it's him. He's doing all the bloody dirty work. He said, I know that. He said, I'm going to Sinbin you for your own safety. He said, he'll kill you if you keep it in, right? <laughs> he, he would have broke me in half. But... You think back to, like you were playing rugby league not so long ago, for one of the great names in sport, the Warilla Gorillas, your broker drought, taking on the famous <laughs> Crows team, Mick Cronin, Gerringong Lions, and not only that, the Clive Churchill medal equivalent you got. Yeah, yeah, man, it's, uh, yeah, well, I used to, I love it, man, like, uh, like I still, still go and watch the boys whenever I can, the Warilla Gorillas, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's insane, a lot of people thought I was mad, like when I decided, because what? <laughs> My last, uh, my last, wait a second, my last um, year of football, we won the grand final, scored a try. Uh, you could imagine, I thought it's 40 metre try, so you could imagine this 97 kilogram front row just running 40, 50 metres. So it was actually, <laughs> that's uh, my highlight days there back in football. So you tell uh, you me know, this, are you a uh, dragon? Are you a dragon man being down there? What's that say again? Are you, are you a dragons man being down there? I am. I am a dragons man. Yes, I am. So uh, I go for uh, support the locals. Make it to support the locals. But yeah, like I said, it's uh, you know people thought I was mad when I wanted to take on uh, uh, MMA. You know, they're like, "What are you doing? You're actually pretty good at, at at this." You know what I mean? Like, why would you give it up? I was like, "I think I can." You know, I'm pretty competitive. And were you I a league that went into MMA, or were you an MMA kid who went into league? I was a leggy that went into MMA. Wow. I wrestled when I was younger. Actually, I done a, a year of wrestling, a year or two of wrestling. Uh, when I was young, and then uh, played rugby league with my mates, and uh, yeah, again, I done all right, but it wasn't good enough. I didn't think I was going to reach the top, and I thought I could do it in MMA, and we did it. Alex, who, who in rugby league would be, you know, a tricky assignment on the mat? You reckon would it be a Tyson Frizzell or a, a Sunny Bill Williams or a Gal, or who, who would be a really yeah. tough one to conquer? Do you reckon, mate? I, I'd have to say, I'd have to say Gallon. I'd have to say Gallon. Like you, know, you watch it, even the boxing and that. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Gallon. He, he goes all right. And then I hear that he's a purple belt. I need, to, I need to find out. I've heard he's a blue belt. I've heard he's a purple belt. I want to know what, what belt he is. But like I said, uh, I used to be 97 uh, kilograms. I, reckon, I still reckon I could hold my own, eh? So we'll, we might have to tee up some training. We might have to sort that out, a little grapple. Oh, I reckon, eh? Hey, I reckon that's a, that's a good idea. Well, now, Alex, in, in turn, we talk about fighting league players. If we took money out of it, and, and of course, you're still getting your, your average, whatever, your average fight fee, but you can fight anyone right now, and you can, you can move up and you can fight, you know, Ferguson, McGregor, you can even move up to middleweight with the, uh, the size you were in the league days. You can really move through those divisions. Who are you choosing when you put money aside and it's just, I want to fight this guy? Well... It's funny because you're saying put money aside and the people are going to think I'm crazy for saying this. I would have to say Conor McGregor. A lot of people would be like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Like, you know, you, you want to fight him as a money fight. You know, that's what everyone's always talking about. But the thing is, is that his name's always going to get mentioned. I'm planning on taking out this division. Again, I'm not a cocky person, but I'm confident in my abilities. And I'm planning on taking out contender after contender till I'm the greatest featherweight of all time. And the fact that he's not in our division anymore... They're still gonna, his name's still gonna get mentioned. People are still gonna throw his name out there. And if I can have that match and you know get that win and then never hear his name in goat, featherweight goat con- 
you know, <laughs> conversations, I'll be happy, you know what I mean? Again, I'm pretty competitive. This is what I do. I want to be the best, you know. My goal is to be, you know, was to be a champion. Now it's to be the greatest featherweight of all time. And, uh, you know, again, even though I, after a few, uh, you know, if I do have that rematch with Max, take him out, then some contenders, I, I think, you know, I'm right up there. It's going to be hard to take that away from me. But there's still going to be people mentioning his name, and I'd love to make that not happen. Hey, Alex, don't worry about Conor McGregor, mate. There's a, there's a bloke I know who's trying to get down to your weight <laughs> division, and he, he's brought his purple, purple belt along, boys. Oh, here we Girls. go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> For the punters listening at home here, we've just had Paul Gallon. He's talked a big game about Volkanovski, saying that he reckons he could take him, and now he's just sat oh, down in the Joel Kane's yeah. chair. Yeah, I've got to get thrown under the bus for some things in my life, but I definitely have not said that. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in awe, and I'm just glad to be sitting here having a chat with the great man, some of the things he's oh, done. So man. I won't take too much of your time, but I'm, man, I'm pretty wrapped to be able to sit here and have a chat with you. So well done on everything you've achieved. It's unbelievable. I appreciate that, mate. I appreciate that. As I was just saying to the boys, I'm a big fan of what you do. But I do have one question. Are you a purple belt? No, I'm not a purple belt. No, no. Oh. no, no what were you? What? I was what? a blue belt. I, I was a blue belt. So I, got, I was riding jiu-jitsu um, a few years ago. got my blue belt. I uh, went, went back actually at the start of this year. And, and when I went to the instructor, I said to him, look, I got a blue belt about five years ago. I don't feel comfortable wearing it because um, I haven't trained for about five years. And he said, nah, you earn it, you wear it. And yeah. yeah, sure enough, most of the white belts beat me up in the class. <laughs> so <laughs> that wasn't too that's good. unreal. But my, unreal, my, brother, my brother's a, a pretty good blue belt. Uh, he's probably not far off getting his purple belt. So me and him roll around sometimes and uh, yeah, do a little bit with him, which is good. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a discipline, as you know. Yeah, You've got to keep up on it. You can't have five years off like I did and uh, expect to walk back in as a blue belt. Yeah, that's it. I'm hearing you. I, I'll tell you what, though. This isolation, I've put on some kgs, so I think uh, I think it might be a it might be even playing field. We might have to get a rolling once the dust settles. Uh, I, I, I'd love to once uh, once we're allowed to come in close contact. Yeah, it'd be it'd be unbelievable to have a roll with you. It'd be great, mate. I've got a, I've got a question for you. I won't keep you too long. But okay. I've got, got a couple of questions for you, and I'm, and I'm sorry if you've already answered them. Mate, I I just want to know, uh, you know, a bloke from the you're down the Wollongong way, aren't you? Yeah, you've come up. You worked your backside off. What What were you thinking when you were getting in the cage with guys like Jose Aldo and Max Holloway, like this kid, this kid from Wollongong? I'm sure you probably looked up to them coming up, and you're you're in the cage. These blokes are legends of the sport, yep. and you and you're beating them. Now you're the champion, mate. It's 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 funny. Like I'm I'm still such a fan of this sport. I love this sport. I'm so uh, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to. Yeah, I'm just using uh, Max Holloway's uh, saying now, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm blessed to be in this situation. I, I, I'm doing what I absolutely love. I'd be doing this anyway, and now I can do this. This is my career, you know. I'm, I'm truly blessed. Even uh, just talking about the fights this weekend, you know, it pumps me up. That's how exciting, that's how much I love this. So I'm a fan of the sport, and I'm a fan of these guys that I'm fighting. I'm walk, watching them come out, coming to the Octagon, and I'm like, mate, that's, that's Chad Mendes. Oh, mate, that's Jose Aldo. Oh, mate, that's Max Holloway. You know, I'm looking at him like far out. You know, at the same time, I've got this tunnel focus. I've got a job to do. But then I'm like, oh, no, wow, look who it is. It's like, all right, yeah, all right, you've got a job to do. Don't worry about that. But it's funny. Like, I really am. A, I remember even after the fight, I beat Chad Mendes. And then I end up commenting on, some, on one of his stories. And he ends up writing back. And I'm like going to the wife, I'm like, oh, Chad Mendes wrote back to me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm blowing out that, you know, I'm, I'm talking to these guys that. I look at them as still legends of the sport and I'm a big fan of, but at the same time, these are guys that, I, that I've beat. So it just shows you that 
it's crazy, but I'm, I'm a fan of the sport. It, it is a privilege to share the octagon with these guys, but again, uh, you know, uh, I got a, I got, I got a job to do, and that's to take them out and be uh, one of the greatest featherweights of all time. So, you know, I got to take them out. I got to take he, out my idols, man. That's what you got to do. And is, uh, is Max Holloway likely the next fight? Do you think he deserves a rematch straight away, or what? Um, what, what, what are you looking at next? I think it's likely, definitely likely. We were meant to do that in Perth. You know, his name got mentioned. We didn't, didn't sign any contracts. But that was uh, what was going to happen. We we'll, we'll plan on being the headliner for the Perth card. Uh, now that's been postponed, but I'm guessing it's him. I don't know who else it can be. And there's still a lot of doubters that, that you know, that. Uh, so I think it's the biggest fight for me. I want to go out there again. I I'm, I'm sort of need to prove myself. And uh, I love people doubting me. And there's still people that think that he can get the rematch. So... I want to bring that on again. Nothing, nothing against him. I've got to, I'm going to take him out and prove myself the best featherweight. I am the best featherweight, but I'm just going to prove it time and time again till, uh, till everyone knows. So again, I don't want to be cocky when, now, I, when, I, I, when I talk like this, but that's just my confidence. Now, I want to throw something out here because a, a couple of articles will float around. Now, now Gal is a, a very well-respected fighter in Australia in terms of boxing. Of course, you speak about jiu-jitsu. The Mike Tyson comeback. A couple of articles <laughs> floated around. Now, come, I, I don't know on, whether Gal pushed those ones out himself. No, come, I heard he was DMing on, Tyson. He was DMing Tyson saying, come yeah. get this work. Let's see what happened there. But what, how do you reckon that one would go down, Alex? Mate, that would be really- I've seen, I've seen his, uh, that's, is that actually happening? Like, is Mark Tyson going to fight someone? Or? Well, he looks like he's in shape. He looks like he's does, in good does shape. Does Gal know something no, that mate. we don't? Know. <laughs> Alex, I, I can tell you, no, I know nothing. My, my, name, my name just gets tossed around every now and then, but no, <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> mate, I'll, I'll put it this way, I'd, lo- I'd love to watch it. I'd love to, but mate, did you see him, did you see him hitting them pads? Yeah. He's still got yeah, it. Yeah, he's still got he's it. He's still got it. it. No, mate, I, I, I know nothing about that, and I'll be, uh, Remaining, remaining quiet about it because there's no point getting involved in something you don't know about. And as I said, I've, I've been fighting that many blokes lately. I don't know when I'm going to have time to fight everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you take you take care of Mark Hunt first, girl, and, yeah, and then, we, then we Hunt, can. Sonny Bill, Barry Hall, every NRL player who wants to fight. <laughs> Far out, it's, I mean, well, it's crazy. I'll tell, I'll tell you what, as long as my name never comes up on that list, I'll be a happy man. <laughs> hey, Gal, in all seriousness, how, how are you going? You staying in shape? Keeping yourself busy? Yeah, I am actually, yeah. Uh, it's been good isolation, obviously, isn't good for anyone, but I have been um, been doing a fair bit of running, so I have been staying fit. I've even become Joel Kane, he's taken me on a couple of his stair runs uh, with oh. his kids and that, so it's been good. Done some sand hill sessions. Uh, a little bit of speed work, so I have been I've been running a fair bit. Um, you know, the, the boxing training has, has probably stopped. I've been able to punch a bag at my place and afford afford a ceiling ball a little bit, but that's about it. I haven't been able to do any training with my trainer, so um, yeah, that sort of all stopped. But yeah, been keeping fit. Other than that, it's been good. Now, one thing, Alex, you, you mentioned about uh, you know the Perth fight potentially headlining before that was postponed. Now, you went over to New Zealand when your teammate Adesanya fought. And, and fought in front of his home fans and that sort of stuff. How important would that be to defend the title on Australian soil? Oh, it would mean, it would mean everything. And, uh, I th- you know, I believe the Australian uh, fans deserve it as well. Like, if there's going to be a, a pay-per-view event, you know, they want their their Aussie champ def- defending his belt on, on home soil. So that's uh, something that I was pumped, man. I really, uh, really wanted that to happen. I, I still think, like I said, they've postponed it. So even if I do fight on this uh, fight island... Depending where that Aussie card, mate, I'll, I'll defend it again. You know what I mean? Because that's something that I have to do. I have to defend my belt here in Australia. So uh, I was I was pumped for it. You know, it, 
it means a lot, you know, because uh, again, you know, these uh, these guys have been backing us from day one, and now I've got the belt. You know, I didn't get to fight for the belt in front of them on on home soil, but I definitely want to defend it. So that's something that uh, you know, we will eventually make happen once the dust settles. But if this fight island happens, I'll do that. And then whenever this fight, this uh, Perth card, if they're going to do it back in Perth, I'm going to make sure I'm on it. No, I love it. Volkanovski versus Holloway. I still reckon I've got to agree with you in something. I reckon Holloway, I reckon you've waxed him over five rounds. I'm not sure whether he deserves it, but is there anyone else to go there? The one that I'm hoping for is you taking on Gal, but I'm not sure whether we'll see that one. Gal, <laughs> Gal. Now, there's, there's another one. Thank you. Thanks for throwing yeah. me under the bus again. <laughs> Gal, just sent, Gal just sent me a text message and said, blue headphones, Jesus Christ, this bloke's oh, got no chance. Oh, please, <laughs> please. Stickers, stickers on it too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to run, Alex, but uh, mate, all, all the best for everything. Uh, you know, I hope you keep that belt with you. Um, absolute legend. As I said, a, a young bloke from Wollongong doing his best, become the world champion. I love stories like that. So, well done. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, mate. All the best. Legend. Jeez, Thanks, Gal. Gal. What a surprise, we, huh? How's that? How's that big Gal? He's just set me up. He's just set me up trying to tell me would I fight him. I say he's standing right next to the computer. Hong <laughs> Kong oh, is a massive sporting hub, though, isn't it, Alex? There's a lot of elite athletes mm. coming out of there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've got a... We, you know, we got obviously you've got the dragons, you got the dragons, you got the hawks, and then you got a heap of athletes as well. So I'm lucky enough that I get to train, or I see a lot of them uh, where I train at Baymed uh, Performance. There, they got a lot of uh, athletes there. So you see, you know, I think I'm, af- you know, I think I've, I'm very athletic. But then you see uh, some other guys like the way that, oh, I can't jump for shit. <laughs> so you see all these people jumping, especially the hawks players. I'm like, damn, give me a go, and then I'm literally barely getting off the ground. But you know. I use a. I'm strong though. I can show off my strength, but maybe not my jumping skills. But you know, yeah, there's plenty, plenty of talent here in the Wollongong, and yeah, we're we're, do, we're doing big things over here, so it's cool. Now I just want to jump back again. You've mentioned a couple of times this domination of the featherweight is what you want to achieve, and you look at Holloway was there for you know defended it for almost 15 fights. Can you ever see yourself you know moving up to lightweight, maybe maybe touching a couple of other division divisions, or as you said, do you just want to be known as the greatest? featherweight um you can still be the greatest featherweight and still move up i definitely think that's that's what i've uh, tried to make clear is i'm not chasing everyone else besides my division right now i'm chasing my contenders you've got guys like Cejudo, guys like you know everyone's calling out everyone but their number one contenders that's not how this fight game is it's never been like that uh it's starting you're starting to see it too much now and i'm i'm not i'm like uh, again I, I think max uh, holloway was a great champion he was the same. He just wanted to de- defend that belt and take out the best. And people love him for it. And I respect him for it. And that's the, the champion I want to be. And that's just who I am. So I'm not going to go chasing these guys. But if while I'm defending my belt and uh, these fights get offered to me, all right, that's definitely definitely something that I'll take on. But again, I've got my eye on the division. I'm the one calling these contenders out. You know what I mean? I've got my eye on these contenders. I'm, I'm looking at them as, all right, You'll be a good, you'll be a good name, you know. Once uh, people think you're the man to do it, you know, I'll be glad to uh, prove them wrong, and then uh, just keep doing that. You know what I mean? So we're just seeing it time and time again that you know the vision's getting hold, hold. You know what I mean? I'm put on hold, and I'm just not. I'm not all about that. I'm all about, you know. There's a ranking system for a reason. You know what I mean? I shot through the ranks. I was all about shooting through them ranks. I'll fight whoever will put me forward. You know, Chad Mendes. No one calls out Chad Mendes, but I knew that's going to put me. You know, 
ranked number five, you know what I mean? That's going to get me right up there. I want him. Aldo in Brazil. Who wants to fight Aldo in Brazil? I do because it's going to get me number one contender. So I'm going to fight him. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm all about. You can see I'm all about hard work and, and getting shit done and doing it properly. Uh, and we're starting to miss that. And it's uh, pretty unfortunate we, we, we don't uh, see that too much. But that's not me. I'm taking out these contenders. Whoever deserves it, gets it. That's what I'm all about. I love it, man. That's how it should be. And one last one from me before I throw it open for a couple of last ones from the others. But you, you win a fight. Like, I've had plenty of nights in Vegas where I've gone nuts. But I didn't win a UFC title that night. So I wasn't treated with the same sort of respect that I imagined you would be going out after a fight win in Vegas. How is that? Because we sometimes see stuff leaked out on, you know, Instagram of McGregor, you know, partying it up, that sort of stuff. But but how is that experience after a fight night in Vegas? Man, it's a, it is a crazy experience. Like, uh, I've, I remember even days before, I'm like, you know, once I went, like, I had a few mates and that, like, they're partying and, you know, doing that. And I'm like, hey, hold up, wait till after the fight. <laughs> I do this every time. And then after the fight... I like, you know, because you get this big adrenaline dump. Uh, yeah, I had broke my hand and, and, you know, I end up trying to eat a bit, a bit of food. And, and then obviously, you know, it's, it's a lot happening. So I'm always like, I'm pumped up, I need to do something. But, you know, I just, what's important to me is going out there and seeing the guys that come and supported me. There was a lot of people that come to, to Vegas. So I made sure I go and see them, even though I'm busted up. Like I remember guys that come <laughs> and shaking my hand, slapping my broken hand, slapping my big cauliflower ear because my, my ear got all bruised up. But, you know what I mean? That's, that's, it's, it's a good feeling. Again, I, I'm, remember, I'm, as I said before, I'm trying to keep myself so composed. But then afterwards, I can let it go. And then, you know, I can thank the people with my team. I can thank the supporters that come and support me. I can yeah, give back to them. And, and it means, again, I, I'm, I'm a type of person that I don't do this just for me. I do, it's much bigger than me. I do it for my country. I do it for my family. I do it for my team. And uh, that's when I can give back. Straight after the fight, I can show them this belt, let them hold it and be like, we did it. You know what I mean? And, and just, you yeah, know, watch, uh, watch us all... Uh, have a drink. As, as, as hard as the drinks are to go down after a fight, like I said, <laughs> I'm really struggling. But, uh, you know, I, I owe that uh, time to my, my uh, supporters and, and, my, and my team. So I'll make sure I get out there and let them feel that nice heavy belt and then uh, bring it back home to the family. So that's, that's how I am. Now, Alex, if you could build the perfect MMA fighter with all their different backgrounds, of course, it's really hard to kind of hone in on one plate, one uh, athlete because they've all got these different backgrounds if you could build the perfect MMA fighter who would they encompass what's which um, athletes would they be uh, yeah this is a this is a, a tricky one because the game is evolving every month so I give you a, well, who I think right now is a perfect fighter give me a take a month or or, or, a, or two months the game evolves because it's MMA there's so many you know what I mean there's so many different aspects of the game there's so many uh, little things that little things that people won't even know, but that that are big differences in fights. That's changing every month, so you need to adapt. So the person, the perfect fighter that I can give you right now, might won't be enough in a, in a couple of months' time. You know, but then we're going to know things that we don't know right now. So that's exciting as well. That's exciting when I talk about that because uh, I'm the type of person I believe that we're ahead of the game, but I know that in a month's time that ain't good enough. I need to be here if I want to stay on the top. So you know what I mean? Someone that can adapt. Adapt someone that's a good learner, who's eager to learn, who's eager to go and do the hard work and get things done, and uh, you know that will adapt to whatever's in front of them. So if things don't go don't go their way or things aren't working for them, find something, adapt to that situation. I've always been like that. That's how I've always been. So 
I believe that that's a big part of it. So even things you might have a game plan and it might not be working, you need to adapt. Hmm. You're, you're planning on doing this, you're planning on doing that, and it doesn't work. So uh, you might need to, all right, let's switch this thing right around. So you need to be able to adapt. So that's why I'm always, even when I'm in the gym, I'm training with so many different training partners, so many different styles. Even though I'm fighting Max and I know it's going to be a stand-up fight, I will wrestle with wrestlers. I'll fight wrestlers. You never know. You never know where this fight's going to go. So uh, that's how I am. Someone that can adapt. Someone that, but hard work. Someone that's uh, <laughs> comfortable in uncomfortable positions and someone that can adapt. That's the, the perfect answer for someone who doesn't want to give anyone confidence any names. Yeah. <laughs> he's very... Some of that person know they're the best boxer. He's very, very smart, Georgie. Last one for me, Alex. I really appreciate uh, you taking your uh, time this morning. Did you have a hero in the sporting world at all when you were growing up or uh, uh, anyone that you sort of looked up to and, and thought, yeah, this is a guy I kind of want to be like? Oh, there's, uh, there's plenty of them, dude. I'm, I'm all about, you know, the... You know, respectful, you know, you know, the, that type, you know, I'm all about that. So you, in UFC, you had a lot of them. So back in the day, it was all about, you know, honor, respect. That's what martial arts is all about. You know, I guess uh, we're starting to not see that as much. Mm. <laughs> you start, you know, a lot of the media and, and whatever it is, you obviously you're only seeing people uh, smashing dollies through windows and, and things like that. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's always... <laughs> so it's he always, doesn't make uh, the list. It's always... <laughs> Yeah, no, no, not yet. No, look, look, I respect, mate, everyone's, I even respect some of the stuff that uh, Connor's done, what he's done for the sport. And, yep. uh, you know, even, the, you know, there's, there's so many, everyone's got, got some, but I'm, uh, guys like, you know, your George St. Pierre, Anderson Silva, guys that were the best, but, you know, uh, but, you know, they were all about, you know, true martial artists. You know, I'm all for that. You know, Chuck Liddell, though, I was a big fan of Chuck Liddell. Mm -hmm. I always loved yep. uh, Chuck Liddell. Uh, so he's one person that if I had to say I looked up to someone, it was, it was him just because I was such a crazy fan. So he got me into the sport. So I'll have to say him, but I've always uh, loved how, you know, martial artists have always been respectful. And, you know, I've got my yep. daughter in here. I'm, I'm waiting for her to jump in the, in the camera. <laughs> Alex, uh, I know you've got to train shortly. Um, on Sunday, can you forecast any yes. upsets, any boilovers? Any upsets? Well, the thing is... Uh, you got Ferguson and Gaethje, so I think uh, Ferguson's going to be favourite. But mate, yeah, like it's it's a hard one. You know, it's a hard one. I, I think the the money. If I had to bet, it depends on uh, what the odds are. I don't know if you can give us the odds. I don't know, but I know that uh, Gaethje can definitely get it done. Yeah. Definitely get that KO. But man, I'm sick of betting against uh, Ferguson. <laughs> every time I think someone's a bad matchup, every time I think someone's a bad matchup for him, he proves me wrong. He's just a winner. You know yeah. what I mean? He gets it done. But stylistically, Gaethje can really knock his head clean off. You know what I mean? Like, well, you know, I don't want to be rude about that, but you know, it's just I think that I think that if uh, Gaethje is the underdog, that could definitely be a good bet. Yeah, I think that. And is... the same as Cruz and uh, Cejudo. I don't know who's the favourite for that, but you know, Cruz. I know he hasn't been in the game for a long time, but he's very unorthodox. He's a hard puzzle to figure out. So if. Uh, if Cejudo hasn't done his, uh, hasn't done his uh, research or, or his tape, you know, and studying, he's in for a long night. So a decision, I can see a Cruz win a decision. Yeah, that's the one that I've got there as well. Cruz by decision. You can't, you got to, you got to pay respect to the greats here. He's been an analyst as well, so he hasn't been completely out of the game. He's been watching their eagle eye. But anyway, Alex, you've you've conquered the division. You've conquered the Joe Rogan podcast, and now you have conquered one that many people rate higher than Joe Rogan. 
the Sports Bet Give Me Something podcast. You've been absolutely amazing. You even brought Gel, and I'm pretty sure he's quaking in his boots somewhere in the back of Joel Kane's house right now. We but, finally did. I appreciate you finally put me on, boys. <laughs> oh, we appreciate we the way you've been today. I don't reckon it'll be the last either. We look forward to you getting that hand better, defending that title, and becoming one of the greats all-time of Australian sport. Thanks, mate. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate it. Stay tuned, mate. Something's coming. I, I'm, I can feel it. Fight Island. I reckon it could happen. Just see. <laughs> hey, why don't you take the Warilla Gorillas over there as the, as the uh, quarantine fans? That'd be the go. <laughs> yeah. The Gorillas, yeah. They've always been backing me from day one. So, yeah, I might have to bring them with me. You're a good man. Thanks, if we mate. get this private jet, supposed to be a private jet, they can fit <laughs> on. Unbelievable. Thank you very <laughs> much. <laughs>